Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin, also known as Mental MacGyver. I provide luxury-level high-performance support and coaching to executives, founders, celebrities, and athletes. With me today, I have Alyssa Hecker. She is the go-to general counsel, collaborative partner, and creative problem solver for businesses and in the arts and entertainment industries. I have Dr. Cole Galloway. He's a recovering academic working in social justice and disability, primarily with babies as the founder of Go Baby Go. And I have Joey Robert Parks. He is an author and ghostwriter. His specialty is being able to write in any genre, often in a topic he knows nothing about, and make it read like he's done it professionally for decades. He's published millions of words in self, indie, and traditional publishing. The question I have for you today, what is a good or helpful response when someone tells you bad or sad personal news? Cole, kick us off. Yeah, so you come into the office and you're having a great day and someone isn't having a great day and they say, hey, can I talk to you a second? And you say, sure. And they say, I am sad. I've had this happen and I just want to talk to you about it. I think it's, it used to be difficult to know like what to do. I think it's really clear now uh, more modernly what you do. If you decide to engage, go ahead and engage like a human. Mm -hmm. Or put the business stuff aside, your business identity, and identify as a human and look that person in the eye if they're able to, to do that and, and take it on a little bit. And then say what comes naturally, so long as it's kind of not deflective. And realize that if I'm, I'm by the water cooler, I'm, I'm on a Zoom, and all of a sudden we're, we're about to go into the meeting, I'm like, Robin, man, my dog is lost. All the way to Robin, my marriage is failing. That's horrible. And saying that's really bad, I don't know how you would deal with it, I think is a big step forward versus what, what I think when we get fearful of that is, oh, I'll solve it, make it better, mm -hmm. deflect it. Yeah. yeah, just put on your human cap. And for those, those minutes, if you can. I have a couple of things on that. that. That last point, Cole, really made me think about it. I remember around 9-11, several of I, I was in New York City at the time, and, so, and everybody was feeling that feeling. And it was just all-encompassing and so many different things. But Robin, when you raised this question, there were two personal things that I really thought about. One was I went through IVF, like so many millions of other people at one point with my first child and felt like I was the only one in the world. I had a colleague come in who said, my wife is pregnant. And I burst out crying. And looking back, hearing this question, it was like, I put him in, I couldn't control my emotions at that point just because it was so all-consuming. But his reaction was, it, I realized what a difficult position I'd put him in, A, um, but also I couldn't help it. And he was very empathetic. And then I think the person who's having the bad moment also doesn't necessarily have the capacity to handle your reaction. So I think a lot of it has to be kindness and compassion and not necessarily understanding. And like Cole said, not trying to fix it, but just being in that space of, yeah, this really sucks. I think it's really helpful to pause before you answer. If I'm in a good mood or if I'm in a negative mood, if I relate to what they're saying in some way, emotionally, even if it's not related to what their content is, I can be very quick to be like, oh my gosh, me too. In an overly inappropriate, energetic manner, which should mm -hmm. not be there mm -hmm. uh, because, oh my God, someone's talking to me about a problem that I'm relating to right now. So it's really important for me to just let it sit. And the same on the flip side, if I'm in a good mood, let's say, to, to not want to be overly encouraging in some way, just to let it sit there for a minute 
my first gut reaction is to be physical in some way, even if it's to put my hand on their shoulder or to, to make the attempt, depending on our relationship and all that sort of stuff, but even just my hand on their arm before I say any words. And I like what Cole said about stepping outside of whatever the environment is, if it's water cooler business, yeah. right? To, to remove yourself completely from that and just be a human on the street. Yeah, this topic came up because a friend of mine recently told me that she has been diagnosed with breast cancer. And my response was, I don't have any right words. I care. Thank you for sharing that with me. What can I do? How can I help you? And her reply to me was, that is absolutely the perfect response. And we got into this conversation and she said so many people, when she tells them, launch into a story about themselves. And I think in that case, it's exactly the wrong thing to do. Don't start talking about yourself. I think that's a fear response. I think that's, that's not a very, it's not a thought through thing. People aren't trying to necessarily mm -hmm. one up you. Oh yeah, you got divorced. I got cancer. No, I got hit by an elephant. But also I think, I'm interested to hear what Joey and Alyssa think. I think there's outside of this kind of circle um, of just open-ended talking, progressive talking is I think people go, oh, if I'm a boss and I lower that and do what Joey said with forget we're in the workplace and sort of just empathize, that reduces my ability to lead. I, I think at least in my area of academics, I think I would hear that quite a bit, not publicly, but like, mm, I try to keep an objective distance, kind of like that thing with physicians, medical healthcare professionals like myself, keep an objective distance so that you are a good professional blank. Yeah, that's not going to fly <laughs> anymore. That is old school. So <laughs> Not going to fly um, anymore. Yeah, as a leader, I think as a worker, as a human, um, connection is where it's at. And if you have trouble with connection, if you're like, gosh, I'm the only one around here that's not sad sometimes, that may trigger a thought in your mind. Maybe I need to talk to somebody about that because this workplace is where everybody's bringing everything and that makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. you said, I think you said something about how can I help you? Or maybe it was uh, Alyssa, but how can I help if there's anything I can do for you? And I would say, say it twice, say it once, wait for them to respond and then say, no, I, I mean it. Yeah. And sometimes they may not have an answer for that, yeah. or it's too much to come up with. Here's what I need you to do. No, and then at that point, you can just figure out something that may make sense without putting that on that, that individual. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And another thing I found that has been helpful for me is to say, I'm sure you have a lot of people around you, but if you ever need someone to talk to, I mean it, call me, text me, reach out to me. I, even if I'm not very close to someone, I'll say you might need someone that's kind of on the outside that you can just talk to. Can I say something more to what Cole was saying in the work environment? Um, I'm involved in an organization and what we have someone who's an independent contractor who's not, not exactly a therapist, but she works in the wellness space. And we have her available to our management team and we have her available to all of our employees for situations that are confidential and private. If they need to call her, we pay for her for the year, mm. for hours or whatever it is, so that if folks have that and they feel like they can't necessarily talk to or want to share with a manager or someone for whatever reason, that they have this resource. And I think a lot of companies and organizations are coming up with something like this, where it's more than HR or more than your manager, but someone who can actually listen to you as an independent third party. Unfortunately, I have colleagues who do that, like they're on retainer that mm -hmm. way and no one ever uses them. I was told years ago, and I use it probably not every day, but 
probably every other day when I'm getting off of someone, even an issue beyond sadness and, and, and difficulty is I typically end conversations, especially if they're sort of unended, no action items is I won't worry if you'll promise me that you'll reach out whenever you need something. And when I was told that, I was like, oh, that's damn, that's a good way. I won't yeah. worry. You're relieving me. You're doing me a favor if you just promise to reach out whenever you can. And that strikes people, I think, as, oh, wow. That's, oh, yeah, yeah, yes, absolutely. I don't want you worrying about me. That is a good one. Yeah. I, I think that it's hard when you're in a position of giving someone bad news. It's also hard when you're receiving bad news. And the more that you're prepared, I found the more that I came up with ways of things I can say that I thought of before I was in the situation, the better it has been for me. Yeah. And sometimes it just comes out. I can remember one time being told by a colleague that they had cancer and it was a very good friend, but we were kind of work friends, but also outside of work friends. And he took me to lunch and told me, and it was bad. I just looked up and I went, John, I just want you to know, I, I love you, man. I really care about you. And I think it's what when people saw by authentic workplaces, you want to find a sanctuary, not only at home, but at your work. And again, if you don't, if you're like, this conversation is whack, like, what are you talking <laughs> about? Then you don't have a modern workplace and you have a knuckleheaded set of bosses and it's a weird place. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So when I sent out this topic, Cole, you sent back the a link to Brene Brown's talk about empathy versus sympathy. So I want to end this conversation by saying anyone who's watching this, if you haven't seen the Brene Brown empathy versus sympathy discussion, go watch it. It's short. It's less than four minutes long and it's so worth it. And it's relevant to this conversation. So thank you so much to the three of you for having this with me. And I look forward to speaking to each of you again. Very thank soon. Thank you.